Check, check, check. Oh, that looks good. A, A, A. That looks yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Give me some juice. Yeah. Let's give it a whirl. I'm in the mood to be slow and careful. My body's ready for a mountain climb. All of a sudden, it will all become lovely. The flower that opens in the morning light. From one rapper to another, one former rapper to a current rapper. <laughs> oh, that might we, be former. <laughs> <laughs> moving quickly, moving former himself. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for this one. We have Jake Gary, better known as JDG. Yeah, better Gary, known Gary though. Gary, sorry, I do this every time. Okay. I feel like it, been, it's spelled like Jerry. I know it's a G. It's all good. Um, good start. A lot of AKAs. JDG, <laughs> Oyster guy, and the thing I am excited to talk about very much is oysters yes sir clearly you're excited about them change that to your name yeah did you come straight from the sea today or was it Um, just trying to bring the apparel no i just wore the fit to fit this occasion (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah where do you even want to start like i mean i'm coming at this from basically ground zero Mm -hmm. i went to uh glidden point a few weeks ago and that was my first shucking experience period um but i'm like I'm at the point where I was still wild that there was just one little hole in the oyster. You know, so I'm at that, I'm yeah. at that point. But I am not much further than that point whatsoever. Um, but just to, to lay the context for the relationship first and then, and then kind of oyster second, certainly maybe me and Noah differently, but certainly in and around our orbit because you're right now your business partners with two guests that we've had. Um, your brothers with a future guest and owner of High Roller Lobster Company. At this point, you've been up to Bissell Brothers Brewing, Three Rivers, and Milo twice now serving oysters. Yeah. Um, so certainly not a stranger kind of in this similar Bissell Brothers adjacent orbit. Um, I've got to know you pretty well now, hang with you a bunch of times. Um, what about the two of you guys? None. First time, we just man. Met. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know how that happened, but follow you on Instagram and yeah, see yeah. I've been seeing from afar, but drink your beer heard, almost only, every day. So <laughs> I've only heard stories with the man, so I'm I'm fucking excited just Hell from yeah. that. It's funny how in this small of a place and like even this small of a circle, how yeah. you kind of miss for that long. It's a big small world or a small <laughs> big world. I didn't um, know this building was here. Yeah, I barely do. I barely do too. <laughs> In terms of that and the evolution from looking from somebody like Noah, you said to Noah kind of following on Instagram or certainly knowing and hearing updates, but not being around each other and me kind of seeing those updates first came into the orbit from your music. I remember being on one of the LA trips with Bissell and Andy was, A, it was really cool to see. He was talking about you a ton and you could see like this, this wholesome pride he had and like telling all about my all about my brother Jake and then played your music and frankly was like oh like when you have that situation happen a lot where someone's like oh let me show you my boy's song and you kind of have to like be polite and like oh that's cool like this was not that situation this music slapped hey and then (laughs) having high roller kind of go on the trajectory it's had and then you kind of becoming a fixture at high roller working there and really kind of getting the oyster thing off the ground and, and shucking on premise, serving oysters there kind of all the way to where we sit now, where you've partnered up with Baxter key and Trevor stone, um, starting an oyster farm. Let's start with 
the very beginning of how JDG starts moving into Oyster Guy. Oh, that's a great transition. Um, so it's funny, um, as you said earlier, Matt, you were like the man in many nicknames. Yeah. Um, so sometimes I'm JDG, sometimes I'm Oyster Guy, you know. <laughs> but I'm always me, that's the biggest part about it. Um, oysters, I started chucking oysters before I started rapping, to mm-hmm. be honest. Um, back when I was like 15 years old. Uh, my mom works at the infamous Jay's Oyster Bar still. Yeah. She's been there forever, 25 years. Um, that's where I started chucking. Uh, one day I was on the beach with my homies, and my mom calls me, and she's like, hey, you want to make 100 bucks? I was like, sure. Yeah, <laughs> 15 years old, 100 bucks. Hell yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. So I um, like left the beach, went to Jay's, shucked a shift, and then I ended up working there for like eight years. Really? Yeah. Um, same with my older brother. He was there for five years, I think. Yeah. Until he then went with Baxter and started the food cart. High roller. Yeah. First days. And if um, I remember the Baxter story right, I think it, it was Andy's kind of seafood lens. Right. Being communicated to Baxter and, and kind of and, cause all makes sense now tying breakfast. it back to your mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know that story. Fist. I do know that Fist. story. <laughs> we, yeah. That was one of the, the best things I've heard yeah, on this podcast. I thought that was so just, fucking good. The and then surprise. to see the logo, the, like George Washington yeah. <laughs> with the spatula. Unbelievable I like, stuff. I was like, that's sick because I'm that guy walking down 4th Street leaving Amigos. Like, I want a sausage, egg, and cheese for and a real. red wrap. I don't know. Um, uh, but just to get back on yeah. that real quick. So were, are you? am I following you right to say you learned how to shuck literally on the job? the day of and you took to it so well they just kept you there for eight years so at, at first i didn't realize like what it was yeah like, mm-hmm. no. i was like this is a job this was literally 11 years ago 12 years ago and yeah. so for like the first year or so two years even i was like all right i'm making cash like it's all under the table um it was cool and I started seeing no one else knew how to do it. No one else wanted to do it. And I was like a kid and let, let alone I was working with older people, like adults. Yeah. I was still in high school. I would skip class to go shock oysters to make a hundred bucks sometimes, (laughs) um, with my mom. (laughs) Um, but like they would have been, they wouldn't have made money if they didn't have a shocker kind of deal. Yeah. I just got caught in that situation where I was like, this is cool making money no one else wants to or can and then i started just figuring it out like figuring it out figuring it out like your own like quickest yeah because everybody does it different it's like it's like playing basketball like shooting a free throw you know everyone has their own technique yeah yeah yeah. um were you doing it in like in front of people i i don't so i can't picture the setup there so jay's oyster bar it's like the infamous like horseshoe bar yeah Yeah. that's right that's right it's like the width in behind it's probably like seven feet so it's like oyster bars right in the middle, bed of ice. Uh-huh. Um, and it's everybody who comes there gets oysters. So I would just yeah, go just for it. Be like, constantly. Because people, I need two dozen, I need three dozen, yeah, yeah, yeah. a dozen and a half. Like, And back then uh, at Jay's, it was, we had one main oyster and then oysters from Virginia. Just two choices. Which is crazy because like, I was like, I, that's when I started figuring out. I was like, man, as, like oysters are becoming more prominent and like making... A difference and like yeah. people are learning about them more 
Virginia. So I was like 17, 18. I was like, why are we buying oysters from Virginia? Hell yeah. If like I know all these guys who are like, yo, I got an oyster farm and like this and that. Like back then I was like, what the hell is an oyster farm? You know, same kind of deal. Like, and way yeah. less did back then. Right. I, it, the news to me how much. Right. Like, this is blown up yeah. in the last five, ten years. Exactly. It's And it's growing and growing. Um, like I was telling you earlier, yeah. the, the industry is kind of like split in half. It's like a lot of grandfathered in family businesses that are just like, it's the family. Mm-hmm. And that's like, you don't get paid to work. You just work. And then that's just what you do, you know? Um and that's the cool thing about the oyster industry as well. It's like everyone helps each other. Like we were talking about earlier, like going out on a farm tour. Like, yeah, 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 you go out and hang out with other farm homies. And you're like, this is how we do it here because of this. You won't do it the same way we do it because XYZ. you're in four foot water. We're in 16 exactly. foot water. Like, and that's a grand scheme of things there. But like to get more specific, just like the type of cages you have, the if you just have bags, if you have suspended culture, if you have bottom culture, like just because this will all be so over my head, let's let's get back on the track of uh, yeah, yeah. the trajectory only because I want to hear all about no, this yeah. just specifically. And I did want to. I don't know if you finished. You started to say that it was split. It's kind of split into two ways. So yeah, there's and a, then you talked about the grandfather right. in and the families. So yeah, what's me, the what's the finish. other side yeah. of it? So it's there's a lot of younger people in the industry now that are getting into the business yeah. whether they're restaurant workers um or whatever but i've learned four out of the 10 um farms i buy direct from are all kids like under 28 wow damn and my my buddy cam barner for love point oysters mm-hmm. him and ben two man two man operation they have like millions of oysters going um he went he graduated from University of Miami, I think. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. And like got his aquaculture degree and they know what they're doing. Like their oysters are perfect. And it just really makes a difference on like how you schedule yourself, how you, how many days you go out there, you know, where you're moving them. Yeah. How are you sorting them? I was, I was reading something, I think 2019 Massachusetts alone, like 70 new ones opened. Yeah. And yeah, the, I think, the the amount of growth to what you're talking about, young people getting into it, uh, but I I almost in a way like craft beer that part was a big surprise, to right? Me. Yeah, I think 2018, late 2018, actually was um, the first time ever that oysters exceeded lobster sales, gross wow. sales, wow, ever in Maine specifically. I think it was like the country, wow, or like wow. the East Coast. Yeah, uh-huh. um, I'll have to recite that somewhere, but yeah. We'll put a little footnote in the edit. But uh, like Noah said, back to your specific trajectory. So you work at the restaurant for eight years. You're shucking and getting familiar. And you kind of have this, not like an aha movie moment, but you start to have this idea of like, why are we bringing up oysters from Virginia when we're we're right here in Maine and we have tons of bays right here. So being on the water. And and it it took me a while to realize because I was like, you know, I was a young kid. It was my first job. I was like, I'm just doing what people are telling me. Totally. Hell yeah. And like. So, and they'd come in boxes, right? And sometimes in the refrigerated truck that they came in or whatever mm-hmm. they came in, it would be too cold or something. Put them in the uh, walk-in. I'd open a box, dump them in the sink, try to wash them off. I'd shuck them and they'd be like slushies, oh. like frozen <laughs> oysters. They, yeah. But I know, 
people from the south who have literally told me they've worked in restaurants that freeze oysters oh. and like cook them and it's like a certain amount of time that it's okay you can you can get away with it but oh dude. <laughs> um, but yeah there would be like boxes they come in a hundred so mm-hmm. Just there'd end up being like oysters. 15 or 20 of them in a box just like full of mud uh-huh. or full of red crabs dead ones yeah they stink uh, we used to have a if you open a bad oyster some of them are so bad that it was like the worst smell you could ever like those stink bombs in like middle school <laughs> little glass ones we would step on yeah um so we everybody in the restaurant would smell it because it's like a room half this size oh, the whole yeah. restaurant and we'd grab a book of matches and light a bunch of matches and just them in the air. <laughs> but yeah and then i started like talking to the management and stuff i was like why are we selling virginia oysters well, it took me a couple of years. Like I was like 19 where I realized like, yo, this is a thing. I did like my first shucking competition. And it was like, all right, people, this is cool. You did well. My first one I did win at uh, Rira's. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. At Rira's Irish Pub. Uh, that was 2019. Yep. And so kind of the end of the Jays era for you. Yeah. So uh-huh. that was like, the, I'd been gone from Jays for a year. I worked at the Portland Oyster Shop, which is also... Um, sister restaurant of island creek uh oyster mm-hmm. truck yeah. down in duxbury um so i worked there for a while and that's actually where i met my co-partner now for the oyster farm cool. i shucked with him for a few years him and i all worked a bunch of different jobs shucking yeah um so I, to me the transition seems to be like you're just a worker then you become basically like very skilled at this very specific trade of shucking which is like a profession which is very interesting in and of itself because there's not at least within seafood there's not really an equivalent of that with like lobster or like oh he's a shrimper or whatever you know so i think that in (laughs) itself is awesome then on top of that there's competitions of who can do it best so it's fucking crazy on multiple levels but to me it seems like at that point kind of coinciding you'd be developing i guess you're like sensibilities around it like what what you value from oysters in general like both from flavor profile and then also what you value from the farms that you're getting them from is that kind of where you'd be at that point yeah it's just it's literally all the above it's just every aspect of it like people like things for a reason you know and it's like yeah that's what i'm super curious about why anyone likes anything because i don't really know why i like what i'm doing exactly but like there's so many reasons yeah and it's like i could go on for days and i will um (laughs) but that's that's why we're here baby yeah it's just like from i had the farm idea like i always i never really started thinking about it like it was always a back thought in my mind. I was like, yeah, one day I'll start an oyster farm. But was it wasn't that like you're I not wanted seeing to... what you wanted, you think? Well, I was I wasn't wise enough yet. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I still am not, but I'm going for it. The best way to <laughs> yeah. become wise. Um, yeah, for real. Right? Um but yeah, it's been such a learning process even from day one, but like especially from three, four years ago. Yeah. When I became like I'm twenty six right now. So like I was like 21 22 and i was like okay this is a job i've had the only thing i've had for a job essentially yeah other than dishwashing and yep. warehouse gigs in the winter time but um so that's when i really started like i can do this type stuff and 
The talk about the competition, the just so yeah, I, the, yeah, shucking competition. I got sidetracked earlier. No, um, no. When I, my co-partner, we uh, won the first Rira's competition. It was a shucking and eating competition. <laughs> so shuck so, your own and then eat them. So he stood on one side of the table where it's a team. So oh, and gotcha, there was gotcha. every restaurant in town, like all the local seafood spots, had two people uh-huh. for each restaurant. Um, we went. We that's when we both worked for the shop. So we were uh-huh. working for this shop, um, and it was forty-eight like Norumbegas, which are Damascata main oysters, yep. which are like the more sturdy, bigger, like most known around. Like you're going to see Norumbegas at more restaurants than any other oyster. From the size, probably. Um, just like the consistency. Yeah. They're a very big farm. They've been doing it forever gotcha. up in Damascata. Very popular oyster. Um, but they're pretty, pretty sturdy oysters. They're not a small oyster. And it was just like we had a bucket and a pile of oysters. And blow the whistle we yeah. go I, I shuck as fast as i can uh my homie sam's across the table he has a guinness and like a cranberry juice and he's just like <laughs> choosing which one he could like after a few like needed a sip of something you know um and it, i think it was like seven minutes or six minutes and 40 seconds or something that we did four he ate four dozen Jeez. but like i couldn't it was like you can shuck faster than or you can eat faster than someone can shut. I would figure. Right. Yeah, yeah. But after 26. He's slowing he's, down. He, you know he's shucking saying? faster he's, than he's eating. Exactly. So it's like there's a rule that was like. Was 26 where the turn happened? Do you remember that? <laughs> I don't remember specifically. I think the turn happened from the start. But, um, but yeah, it was like there was a rule that was like he couldn't. I couldn't hand him one until he was done eating one. So like after a few, like everybody starts slowing down a little bit. Yeah. There's some crazy guys next to us from Eventide going like, this guy has a big beard. He has like shells all through. He's his just beard. holding them like, oh, in the beard. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they ended up actually finishing like seconds before us, but we had the fuller bucket of shells and like didn't, I didn't break any of the oysters Yeah, and like other people like broke a couple or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's like, how fast you do it, but also how full your bucket is. And they like each party of two had judges like with notebooks standing behind us, like Damn. writing notes. Like if I poked a belly on one or if I, he didn't eat the whole thing and there's still some in the shell and you put it in the bucket. So it's almost yeah. like boxing or something it, when someone's yeah. like, oh, that's a And that's the cool thing about tournaments at tournaments. <laughs> uh, the cha- circuit. The uh, championships, the uh, competitions. Uh, <laughs> Is like everyone has similar rules, but some are different. Um, yeah, it's like that was a shuck, first shucking and eating only one I've ever done, which yeah. was so cool because I was like, "Wow, that is cool, right?" Like yeah. I know, I've heard a shucking competition. I didn't hear like um, there's in, this in ones one. where uh, you're not uh, um, in. The, I guess in the other ones you're doing. So is 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 it? Obviously, it's time based, but then is there also like the judging of like the quality of how yeah, you're doing so if it? There's a piece of dirt on it, uh-huh. they'll t- add two seconds to your time. Wow. Or if you stab the belly and like puncture it, yeah. If there's a piece of shell, they'll add three seconds to your time. Damn. Or if you don't fully remove it from the shell, yeah. they'll add five seconds to your time or whatever. There's blood disqualified, obviously. Um, <laughs> it happens. That's, Literally that's every, every competition. straight DQ. And I'm like, ah. 
No more. <laughs> but it is in a funny way. It's it's um, yeah. when Noah said it the other day as we were getting ready. But it's like shucking is this unique thing that it doesn't seem to be easy to spot it like replicated anywhere else. Like that you'd hire be, a shucker to come to your house. Like yeah, if you were yeah. if you're Larry David, maybe. That's but what I'm doing on set up right here. This is amazing. But home, like it's a thing that can be done, but it's very hard to do well. I, and I think that's the the understanding I yeah, have. Yeah, it of seems it. like an art to it's, me. I mean, after having yeah. done it, I was like, "This fucking sucks." Yeah. Like, no wonder these are two dollars less an oyster yeah. than normal. This and is the hard. only thing I know how to do. And yeah. in that thing, it's like the the skill itself is the barrier to entry. Because from a, as we transition into you like starting to move oysters as a business, it's like I, I remember my girlfriend's dad once when I was talking about food trucks and stuff like that. He was like, "Well, why don't you do sushi?" And I was like, oh, I don't know much about sushi. And he was like, well, I got to think it's a lot better to not have to cook things and just to keep things cool. He's like, I got to think that's a lot cheaper, less insurance and everything else. And I was like, oh, damn, dude. I, like, I thought it was You're the right. smartest thought I ever <laughs> heard in my life. I was, And then right after that time, I saw Mr. Sushi yeah. start popping in. in Mr. Tuna, yeah. Mr. Tuna, yeah, so yeah. yeah. Mr. Tuna started popping in Portland. Not from Portland. <laughs> do it. Um, but start popping popping in portland and similar to when i saw you doing the oyster thing i was like holy shit you know what i mean you, yeah. you don't there's not this big the barrier to entry isn't money it isn't capital it's the ability to do this skill that very few people can do well right i, I always found that incredibly interesting yeah. and i can't express enough like how much i learned this past couple years like starting the program at high roller um we used to just have like these little bus buckets with I'd fill with ice cubes and then put a few oysters on top, yeah, yeah. you know, and just have a little squirt bottle of cocktail sauce and like it was at the hostess station at the yeah. front door at High Roller. Yeah, I remember. And, and I, I would always beg my brother. I was like, "Yo, we need to do oysters. We need to do oysters. We need to do oysters." And we finally started doing it. But obviously, from the jump, they were so busy just getting the restaurant running. Right. Of course, you know, I totally understood. But every Every Other time day, you like, yo, yo, we need to do wishes. <laughs> and now we're doing like a lot and it's sick. Uh, um, and can you just give that really, for, it's even for me, can you give that really clear context real quick of a program, an oyster is it, program? Is it, has this always lived under the umbrella of high roller? Is this something that you did on your own? Is it a separate business? Is it part of that so business? I, what happens when you take it on the road? So What's the I, structure? Uh, I do what I do at High Roller is for High Roller. Mm -hmm. Like I work for High Roller, obviously. Gotcha. Um, but uh, my business partners and I also have our LLC to cater yeah. from our sea farm. So we have a couple events. Um, one this Saturday at the Brunswick in Old Orchard Beach. Hey, hey. Shucking a wedding party. Um, Real quick at the Brunswick. Yeah. I've never been there, but I did see a. What? I know, <laughs> oh, but cool. I'll, I'll tell you, I saw as uh, um, a screen grab from someone took, it was a dude with like a big like workout guys, like just gator skin back. And he had the baseball player, Mike Trout. He had nice. the big 27 and Trout. He had a baseball jersey yeah. tattooed to his back. That's so I was incredible. like... I don't know. I need. I need to. I need to get my image of the place refreshed. That was, tough, that was a tough pill to swallow for yeah. the first taste of it. That's anyway, That's sorry, man. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's been a crazy busy summer, dude. Um, I can't. I can only imagine. Got to shout out 
Uh, Trevor Stone. I heard you mentioned uh, shrimping earlier. Uh, <laughs> one day, Trevor and I are going to start a shrimp farm. Oh, cool, um, cool. But that's all the information I'm going to give right. you. All right. Get uh, your Bubba and Forrest stay on. Stay tuned, but don't pay too much attention. All right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, no, catering has been crazy this summer. It's so fun to get out of the restaurant, you know, and go still do the same job on the road somewhere yeah. pretty, whether it's a wedding at a barn or um, yeah. It's like work, you know, offices and stuff. Um, but weddings are fun. We really like the breweries, obviously, because we like the beer. Um, no, last weekend was the first weekend I was like, Trevor hit me up. I was like, yo, you on the day off? And I was like, sure. <laughs> like, Sick. <laughs> Forgot on, what this feels like. I've been on well, Route 1 Sagas for four weeks in a row. <laughs> well, I see you getting the setup ready, and I think it would be new territory for us. And if it doesn't translate over audio, then we can always just delete it. So, so but um, to, add to Noah's point about, I think, when you do it the first time or see it, there's so much more to it than you think. Right. right. You want to shuck one right, so, yeah, right live and talk oh, it through? Yeah, so shuck that's the thing. Let's do it. There's like, some picks. If nothing else, we'll get a nice pitch. Yeah. So there's like more than a few steps to it. That's the thing, too. People think you just, oh, you open the oyster. And then, yeah, that's what you do, but... Um, and teaching a new shucker, uh, a young shuck, a young shucker, uh, usually you have a rag, you know, shuck it yeah. on a surface. So you have leverage. Yeah. Um, it, you need more kind of stability with your holding hand when you shuck in your hand. But what I tell everybody, it's like, I'm telling a customer and like, Oh my God, will you show me how to shuck? I'm like, yeah. Um, Oyster looks like a boat. The top's kind of flatter, you know. It's like a sailboat without the sail. Um, deeper the cup, it's real good. Uh-huh. The rounder the oyster is the fuller the oyster. Um, longer ones, flatter ones, more brittle shells. It's they're harder to shuck. Yeah. Um, these guys, these are the bombazines from the New Meadows River and Bath, Maine. Damn bombazines! Um, these kids do them fur to farms. For the boys, that's, that's literally their uh, their tagline. For the farms, um, so they they grow a really good oyster. I buy them weekly at High Roller. Shout out Bombazines. Um, so yeah, it's like it's kind of like turning the key once you're in the right spot. This is the hinge they call it. Yeah, it's a bivalve, so the muscle will attach to the top and the bottom in the same spot. It's kind of like not in the middle, but like kind of towards the top. You know, mm-hmm. you know it once you see the oyster open. Um, every single time you go to shuck, it's going to break on you a little bit at the hinge. That's a big important part about like, once you pop it, you don't want to stick the knife through immediately. Cause then those b- shells, those broken shells Come get into it. the oyster. Uh-huh. So once I pop it open, I kind of take my knife out, make sure there's nothing on it, wipe it off. It's open. I kind of pitch it in my hand. Um, it's like in the ball of my hand. And it's the combination of me finding where the muscle is on the top shell with my knife so I can push the top shell off. Uh-huh. A lot of people, and I will say most people, will just slide the knife and cut the muscle. Yeah. Like without taking the top shell off first. But I like to not touch the oyster until I see what it is. And then you know that you didn't bust it or break it. Top shell comes off. Um you can go at it either way. The sides of the knife aren't that sharp. They're kind of squared. Yep. Um, so 
I literally say it's like almost as much strength as shucking it to remove it from the muscle to make sure you really get it so it's not still stuck when you that was throw it back. My singular biggest thing I kept fucking up is right. being able to cleanly remove the actual right. oyster. So once again, like most people, a lot of shuckers will go from this side and just cut it once like that. Yep. And then serve it. Uh-huh. I like to go like this and kind of like go around and I really Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you hear that yeah. nails on Toad, the chalkboard. Like I hate it, but like yeah. you gotta do that and then I almost pick it up. Just to make sure there's no just to make shells sure. or dirt. Hell yeah, dude. But you don't want to lose the liquor and the juice. Yeah. You know? Wow. No, it's really good. That's that's artistry at work, truly. Yeah. Just like I uh it, yeah, there's there's so many things that just just truly seeing an expert do something it's always so satisfying because i remember like i had mine like on the end of the table like just using all the leverage i could right. and just Force. to see you do that and, in your hand and that's the thing too each oyster is every oyster is different uh-huh. you know? so you uh-huh. have to like maneuver around the hinge a different way sometimes mm-hmm. like sometimes like this one is flatter than that one is so like i'd literally hold it at a different angle Sometimes I switch knives too. Like I have a bigger knife, a longer knife. Uh huh. This is a. Um, is that what's in your container to the to your right? No, those are my sunshades. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> those, are, those are my X I Games mode glasses. <laughs> um, That's that extra horsepower right yeah. there. But yeah, some and like in competitions, there's guys like. Um, I've gone against guys in like from Canada, from New York, from Florida, Virginia, Maryland. Um, they like sharpen their knives, like Damn. really sharp. Damn, and that's a good, good way to get DQ'd. I've, I've never. That's sh- a good way to get right, DQ'd. But if right you know there. how, to, that's the biggest thing though. Like if you know how to shuck, you don't like stab yourself. You don't bleed. Yeah. Like after a yeah. while, like I've stabbed myself a bunch, and it's like rare. Like I'll probably. Your body just the other day I did, but I didn't. It wasn't that. It was like the side of the blade, the squared part, just like hit the top of my thumb a little bit. Yeah, and it's like a, and it's not like a deep cut. Yeah, a lot of people like the shell will break, and it's like ah, through the hand. <laughs> like oh, look at the scar I got when I was twenty. Showing up to a competition with a, with a steel glove is <laughs> not the way to go. Right. <laughs> I, I had it. I, I had a steel glove, but they took it away from me at Comic Con. <laughs> oh, those are real? Early in weapon. the game, early in the shucking game, it's steel you put glove. Glove on? Steel like glove. a chain mesh glove. Yeah. Wow, like chain mail, huh? But the thing about that though, it's like for a few, you know, it's you're not gonna shuck hundreds of oysters with that thing on. With a chain mm-hmm. mail on. I but mean, it, it's very safe. Like you could literally yeah. just like <laughs> it's chain mail and like <laughs> hug a knife with your fingers, you know? Damn. But, cool. Wow. Um, it gets cold. Because like yeah. the oysters are cold, the ice yeah. is cold. So like and I'm arthritic a little bit here. My just knuckles, heard that everything's cracking yeah up baby from shucking oysters but like my hand would get too cold and like i'd get stiff oh, yeah so I'd like i was like what? this thing's cool it looks cool like yeah. if you're gonna shuck a dozen at home like and you want to be safe hell yeah slap that glove but on i like tried it at work like trying to be yo check me out <laughs> shot a music video with it in the shop <laughs> You can't shuck with me if you wanted to. Um. Incredible. But moving, so the, I think there's there's so much to talk about on the farming the farming yeah. side. Um, we talked a lot about it off air because I couldn't help myself. Um, earlier this summer, I went out with on a on an oyster boat for the day with Bar Harbor Oyster Co. and 
do a lot of different things and I get excited about some things, but I walked away from it like really interested in oysters. A, I think because going into it, it wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. The thing I keep saying is like, I very much thought it would be much more a form of fishing than it is a form of farming. Right. And the other thing I didn't realize is like, is oysters as a species. It's, I just walked away feeling wholesome. I, I don't know how to describe it. I've been looking a lot at climate change has been very interesting to me recently. And I'm, I'm really reading a lot about it and, and I've just been interested in it and this role that oysters serve as filter feeders and what they do to the ecosystem, clearing the ocean so that sun can get further down so that more photosynthesis can happen. They sequester more carbon. They're incredibly healthy to eat. Right. Um, I walked away wrapped up in the romanticism of it um that's go ahead that's me every fucking day (laughs) um so it's kind of start at the beginning of get of of getting this off the ground and and really walk us through a lot of the process and there'll be plenty to dip off to from there right yeah so as as you were saying like it's so good for the the water, the the ocean. Um, yeah. A f- cool fun fact before I get from the very nitty gritty. Um, eelgrass is very good for the water as well. Okay. Um, there's a rule that you can't be too close to an eelgrass bed um, with your oyster farm mm-hmm. because the eelgrass needs the sunlight. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if your oysters are like next to it instead of on top of it, they will thrive. Yeah. So... Um, one of our spots we were soon to find out right after we applied to one of our leases um, that it was too close to an eelgrass bed, but it, they didn't even know about it yet because it was like a newer one that was developing, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah. And we we're like, oh, that's good. Can that we like move like healthy, healthy around the corner the from ocean. it? You know. Um, so that was just a, a, a cool fact about like another natural occurring species that is good for the economy. Um, yeah. Yeah, from the jump of starting the oyster farm, um, Sam and I, my business partner, it's me, him, and uh, my buddy Xander. Uh, Xander's a lobsterman mm-hmm. right off of uh, Little John Island, uh, Cousins Island over there. So he's got all the the boat news and yeah. knowledge and knows the <laughs> tides, lets us know when and to go Even- out and not to go out, um, which is awesome because I'm a new kind of boat goer totally. guy. Um so Sam and I's relationship, I told you about that, shucking and eating competition. We've been co-shuckers for years, um, always been in the industry. I met Xander just uh, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's always been buddies with Sam, skaters, go to the skate park, um, dirt biking. Um, so I hit up Sam probably two years ago, and I was like, hey, let's, let's – you want to start an oyster farm? Because we like started talking about it when we worked together. Like, yeah. Kind of joking around. Like we'd see all these big jolly guys come in, drop bags of oysters off. They're always drinking beer and like they're with their sons who are like doing the same stuff. And I'm totally. Like, That's so fucking cool, man. But at the time I was like, I'm literally shook 1,300 oysters today. I can't That's think so about crazy. doing that. Yeah. You know? And, but it's just so cool. Another big uh, aspect of our business and thing that will help us out a lot, I think, is that, like I was saying earlier, I've had farmers reach out to me to teach them how to shuck oysters. And in my mind, I'm like, 
you started growing oysters and you don't really officially know how to open the things. Yeah. You know? And like, that's pretty crazy. But I get it. You're doing it for the world. You know, you've researched some stuff. Maybe you're an e- educated or not. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you, you want to do it. Hell yeah. Like, that's the biggest part about growing oysters. Just like people who want to do it, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, where we all started, like I met Xander and Xander had coincidentally hit up Sam like the same day or like the day after I hit up Sam and I was like, yo, let's start an oyster farm. And Xander spent a lobster man and he hit up Sam and was like, yo, you going to start an oyster farm? Serendipity, like, baby. We we linked up and we all like had dinner one night and talked about it. Like, all right, how can we do this? Blah, blah, blah. I went on a couple farm tours. Um, just tried to learn as much as we could. Had you ever been on one? Up to um, that point? Yeah. Uh-huh. But not as, like, interested. Totally. You know? not like, with I wasn't involved on. yet. My I remember eyes... going to breweries yeah. and my lens of going on brewery you tours just... completely changed yeah. when yeah. it's like, this is what I want to do. The experience yeah. compared to the potential is totally crazy. Um, so, yeah, I started learning stuff. And that whole relationship, like you were saying, it like, competition isn't the word because everybody wants to help each other in the industry. But, like you get to that point where it's like, it's the same thing with making beer and like growing weed. You know, it's like, you you don't want people to know your secrets, you know, you're not going to tell people your recipe, you know? Um, so they teach you to a degree. Yeah. And then it's like, you learn from each other and it's almost like, it's, it's just so cool. It's like a family battle, you know, everyone's doing it for the same reason, but everybody does it in a different way. Yep. And you get to a point, I'd imagine, like, where you, whatever the equivalent of the recipe would be, like, the big things, you get this sense of, like, I wouldn't even ask. Uh, if you start to be peers and you're, like, rising together, there's then, at least I noticed, kind of certain things, like, that you start to ask more about, certain things you stop asking about at right. all. It's like some sort of unspoken language of like the yeah. lines. Because mm, you each, at the end of the day, you each have your own path. You yeah. Know? And it's like, yep. yeah, we can ride the same path for a while, but whether we're coworkers or not, or you're just helping me out, like we're going to branch off at some point. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, and that's the cool part about having like a three. Um, and Baxter and Trevor, obviously shout out to them. Um, big help getting us the boat and everything. Um, but it's just so cool to have like four or five different perspectives on one idea. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And that one idea is far to be realized. It's yet. crazy. Yeah. I think just for certainly for selfishly, if nothing else, um, to kind of just get the, the, the bird's eye view of how that life cycle of an oyster really like Mm -hmm. what farming actually looks like and what the actual what you're really trying to achieve beyond just growing the oyster but like the conditions and because i know nothing on that front so yeah like we're what i was kind of saying earlier um like recycling shells good to put back in the water what to stop the water levels from rising um global warming they're good for the economy other creatures in the ocean will feed off of them and grow and make they almost create like a little ecosystem like a coral reef where all these other things are living on them exactly um oyster shells are also ground up to like sand um and that's when the oyster spawns uh that 
when that spawn is old enough and starts like swimming, it needs something to attach to, to build its shell. So they literally grind the shells up like recycled shells. And once that, uh, spat, this oyster spawn Mm -hmm. is sprouted and filtered through whatever pump it is and whatever algae it's eating. Once it's old enough, it's looking for that shell, which is like very early into the stage of it after spawn. So it's like attaches itself to that, um, piece of sand the shell yeah and will then grow like a foot that kind of like helps it like move around and swim and then that will start growing and then it will need a different kind of algae to eat at that age and then they'll move it into a different tank with the similar sized ones because like even from spawn they'll all start growing at different rates Mm -hmm. depending on how well they're eating how and then you're gonna a bunch of them are gonna die you know um but they're literally filtered in the hatchery is what they call them until they're big enough to be transplanted into the upwellers. Um, so and up- just real quick, just so I don't get lost by hatchery, yeah. you're talking about this environment of the crushed shells where basically the potential for a new oyster, like a, what sounds like a really small tadpole right. almost, so kind of just a, what spawns. I, yeah, so what I learned literally – or for a size reference and how many in volume wise, um, 100 million eggs fills a five gallon bucket and it takes about an eight ounce jar of oyster sperm mm-hmm. to resonate with all those eggs. Wow. Pretty big sperm to egg ratio. Right. <laughs> I mean, big. yeah. I yeah. mean, when I really it's think crazy. about it. Yeah. Um, but when damn. you say to, to give a lot of context, and you said hundred million, it, right? Yeah. Wow. When you say hatchery, you mean a facility? That's a facility. So it's like, a, yeah, it's like a, a facility that's that's creating the. So it's like a water flow. These So they things. get they source the water from the bay. Yeah. So they have a filtration system that pumps water through, and there's certain tanks that literally by size, like just move the oysters along, and um. Like I said, they feed them different types of algae from different areas, from different temperatures throughout their stage until they're literally like pea size, old enough to then be brought to the upweller, which is on the docks kind of. You can have it on the farm, but you don't want to put too small baby oysters out in the- Because that's tiny still compared to what an oyster- I mean, they make mesh bags and spat bags, they call them, that are literally- Microscope, like one millimeter holes, if mm. not smaller. Wow, to keep and that you have these tiny, tiny oysters that you can put in your cages in these bags. Are they still really hard then, even at that tiny size? Um, they're very flat. Uh huh. So they're not, they're not that hard. Like you could break one. Okay. Okay. Um, and that's a big thing too. It's like you've got to be careful with them, but right. it's also good to jumble them around. Tumble them. Because it's tumbling them. Yeah. Um, Probably separate them. bag and a tumble. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's like that the shell loves the warm water. The shell will boom in the summertime. And it's almost like a, playing a game of catch up. The body will adapt and be like, oh, my shells, my house is getting too big. I got to fill it. I got to fill it. So it starts up. eating more, you know? And. Since the shell grows so fast, like you, you'll tell a difference from an oyster that was tumbled than an oyster that wasn't. This guy's pretty round, you know. It's a pretty good looking yeah. oyster, you know. Um, some oysters that don't get tumbled as much will just be like a long, flatter oyster, 
because it's not working itself out. It's kind of just like going. Yeah. Going. It's like a guy sitting on the couch drinking a beer. Yeah. Compared to, the yeah, opposite to of the what gym, happens with you know? humans. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, but that's the coolest part too. It's like um, that guy I was talking about earlier, shut up, Marlo, uh, Brinestone Oysters, Buttermilk Cove. Um, he has a flip bag set up. So at low tide, they're completely exposed. There's no water. High tide comes in, uh, his buoys will flip his bag 360. So the oysters will like tumble themselves. Like get dunked basically. Right. So it's like, and that's a perfect rotation because the defouling I was talking about earlier. That's when the water goes away. Yeah. So the water goes out and people who have leases on like deeper water, they'll just flip the cages. So like the floats are on the, on the surface and then the oysters are upside down. Um, and then the sunlight will kill all that bad bacteria, seaweed, whatever else is growing on it, mussels, um, blue crabs. Yeah. Um, that's a big – mussels are really bad for oysters too though because you know how mussels grow? They just grow in clumps and have those like weird web things. So they will attach to an oyster or two and just like grow a whole bunch of them. Like uh, suffocate so if you don't like go to your oysters and sort them out and like – tumble them mess with them then yeah. mussels and you'll find a bunch of crabs crabs will get in them somehow and eat them um so you guys see a little green the crabs crab. actually eat them like prey right they try to if what they're do- small enough the oyster will open and like kill it but and then the oyster will die yeah. because it's like has some weird shit in it what do the <laughs> yeah do the mussels what do the mussels do to kill the oyster is it they the suffocate rock? them yeah so like the they were literally like a spider web like wrap around them yeah. and just make them attach to each other, um, and that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> not ideal. Right. I was worried. We went out to uh, our farm yesterday, and it was the harvest moon, and it was our first time out like sorting everything. Yeah. Is it a we're, nocturnal thing? Uh, or is that no. just a tide thing? You're saying no. So. So it's like you can defoul them for up to 48 hours. Like that's as long as you want to. Um, Usually a day, but literally an oyster will be out of the water for a whole day. Yeah. And it's that's working the muscle out. Uh So that abductor muscle that's on the top and the bottom, when the sun's beating on it, it's like I need to stay closed. Uh And that's good because it's literally like working itself out. Yeah. and it's killing all the stuff that might be growing on it. And then you go out, um, if stuff's growing on it, you just flip the bags and tumble it. Yeah. And then put them in new bags, like clean bags. Gotcha. Or just wash the bags. Gotcha. Good oyster farmers have like the big sub pumps and the- Oh, yeah. Put a hole and just- Yeah. <laughs> We're about to get one. It's sick. Baby steps. Yeah. Yeah. So like that'd be a good thing, I think, just to maybe kind of talk about the layout of- I, where your farm's at and kind of where you see that sort of expanding from both like processes because there's clearly like a lot of ways to skin the cat but also not because the process has to it's a natural thing right. so you can only do it so many ways but mm-hmm. yeah maybe a rundown of of what your setups so yeah right now i am um an assistant on my friend sean's farm which is hidden creek oysters on the new meadows river and bath chalk it out to the shout out list <laughs> <laughs> um and so for the most part, a lot of farms have the same equipment, but it's how they cater to them and how they tumble them. That's what makes a difference of yeah. the, what the oyster looks like. 
Um, also, uh, the area it's in really matters. So, for example, you have a brackish water river oyster yeah. compared to a Casco Bay island oyster. It's going to have a different brine to it. Usually, the river oysters are sweeter. Not always, but just simply because of their diet, what they eat, mm-hmm. what they're filtering. Yeah. Um, one adult oyster can filter like 50 gallons of water a day it's crazy what uh, it's crazy so wow. then you think you do numbers you're like oh this farm um mere point yeah. um they have i think 900 plus cages on their lease and how much I could think be like in a seven cage? million oysters so do that math yeah. seven by, million by 50. times 50 yeah they're like yeah we filtered five million Th- 35 million yeah. Yeah. yeah holy moly so that's Almost 8,000 oysters a cage. Does that sound about right? No. So one cage. So one line is a 12-cage line. There's six bags in a cage. You can fit about 200, 300 fully grown oysters tight in Uh a bag in a cage. Uh But you don't ever want that. You want like 150, 200. Okay. So they have room to move and eat. Um, So you think a fully grown cage... Would be two, four, six, eight, and like twelve hundred oysters. Okay, cool. Damn. So that is just a, and then right when you multiply that by the water gallonage, yeah. it's just that's mind boggling yeah. to me. They're doing a lot of work out there in those yeah. oceans. Yeah. Um, but back to your your setup. Um, yeah. So um, so that's the big that's the big. So ex- right now, um, our applications are in. I'm currently um, sitting on. Uh, my friend Alicia, her farm's Naughty Sister Sea Farm. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, a line with a couple cages on her lease because we have such minimal seed. Um, we don't need a lot of space right now until hopefully in like the next two or three weeks we'll get uh, one of our swats approved so we can put our gear in the water. Um, you mean seed like money or like oyster sperm? No, seed like... So seed Eggs is like <laughs> seed is literally an oyster until it's marketable. Okay, essentially. Okay, gotcha. I mean, gotcha. Yeah, and seed. You like I said, you can buy seed at like one to three millimeter, or do you want to buy seed four to six millimeter, or do you want to buy seed six to nine millimeter? Probably nine like to thirteen. Anything like and more the, expensive, the, the bigger, bigger ones it is. Are, yeah. yeah, and there's more turnaround. So like vice versa, it's kind of helps and hurts itself like if you decide on whether you want to buy bigger seed or smaller seed totally so you're gonna have to cater to the smaller seed a little more yeah you're gonna want you're gonna lose a little more um because they're not as big as the bigger seed but we went kind of in the middle so we Uh got a bunch of like eight like six to nine you know so some were babies some were nine mils there's like all right um, my biggest concern was it getting too cold this season. Thankfully, it's not. It's going to be a really warm fall. Yeah. Um, so oysters, a lot of farms won't sink their oysters as they would in the past season because it's they'll still grow, you know. Um, I literally think that I could have, before we have to sink them, I could have like a tiny cocktail size oyster i'm gonna mm-hmm. grab a bag or and, so and i'm party. sorry what exactly do you mean by sink like so um you take the caps off the cages and you have a diver or hire a diver 
we're um, Sam, Xander, and I are all about to go get our scuba certification. Oh, cool, cool. So we can do it. Um, I wore the vest the other day, and it's like 120 pounds. Oh yeah, <laughs> I've never gone scuba diving. Is that for um, insulation? Is that um, why it's so, so it's heavy? like it's the tank, yeah. and then it's oh, like the it's tank. weighted just of so course. you can sink. Right, um, right, right, right. So that has to happen, especially in shallower places sooner when it gets cold because the water will freeze. Yeah. You know? Um, so for example, John's river oyster farm in Damascata, they're, uh, most of the time bottom culture oyster farm. So they, their oysters are rarely on the top. Um, I think they do have a top culture farm as well, but they're known for their bottom culture. They're really green and the green is just from the different algae on the bottom mm-hmm. that they filter and eat and it's richer down there. They don't grow as fast down there. So an oyster from bottom culture will be usually bigger and older than a top culture mm-hmm. love point or a bombazine that you're going to eat, um, which makes a really cool different experience, like eating it, shucking it, looking at it. Like it's just a cool looking shell. Um, how did it is mm-hmm. so do the names not to go on a tangent no, but bombs is a perfect place i think something like bombazine is such a wild yeah. fucking name so, yeah. is that who sells you the the seed is it like hops maybe where there's so a, there's two main seed providers okay main m-a-i-n not main gotcha um, and are they picking the names of the name consortium so it's mook Mookie Blue Sea Farm um, mook Sea Farm up in Damascata, who he's i think the oldest farmer up there other than i think glenn point's pretty old too um but like yeah like john's river um i'll backtrack mook sea farm and muskungus sea farm which is also up there um they have two seeds so you there's only two seed providers even down the east coast from to like massachusetts so there's oh okay I was going to say with those same right, shitty but Virginia But a lot of ones. farms, some farms, like I could source seed from Maryland or, uh-huh. and it'd be a similar, not a similar product. It'd be a, the same species oyster, but it came from warmer waters and it'd be a weird adaptation kind of yeah. time. Yeah. So, but some people do that and it'd, it'd be cheaper and you could buy a lot more and then risk losing a bunch to grow, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had the, a lot of uh, providers were low on seed this year just to some weird occurrence in the algae blooms and a lot of people lost seed so seed orders went back like a month later than usual um ideally we wanted to get our oysters in the water like two or three months ago um but we got them at a decent size and they're the water's really warm so they're growing faster than we thought which uh-huh. is good so it kind of caught up to our backtrack plan gotcha um, gotcha but yeah, it's those two main seed providers, and like I said, it's just where you put them. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you in the river? Are you deep? Are you shallow? But like, so how, where do the names come from yeah. themselves? I, that, I think like, it's just the, like, will you name your own right? That's just like right Keystone right. Sea Farm. Like that's so. But like, like, you're not gonna not everything that you would make would be Keystones or yes. So we could have different named oysters. That's what so, I'm after. Okay, okay. That's so what I want to know. Most peop- most farms are just one name. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, so you just have one. Yeah. But like, so like a good important not to. Keep and then you'll have a size. There. It's like uh, petite. Okay. So petite okay. and cocktail synonyms. Um, smaller, obviously. Uh, 
regular is like a medium size oyster um, to larger size oyster. And then they have jumbos that jumbos. are like bigger than your hand, like Ugh. that are half. It's crazy. They sell them to me for 50 cents a piece. Because like no they're, one they're, wants they're just that the ones that they keep growing like, in their face. Because they're the ones that they go to harvest and they're not going to throw them in a bag because they're too big. The yeah. chef's going to be like, what the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> right. But you're at High Roller on the patio on a Saturday night and Boom. there's a Baxter and Trevor DJ and I'm putting garlic <laughs> butter on them. <laughs> um, but no, it's... Do you think, to, to Noah's point, maybe in a good place to kind of unpack and live for a second... The like when I went out, it, it was Bar Harbor Oyster Co. They had their Bar Harbor Blondes. Yeah, and um, I heard somebody talking about kind of comparing it to the wine world, where like right, that's a yeah. 1991, you'd go to a restaurant. It's like, do you want the white or do you want the red? And as this huge kind of boom of wine has happened, as as well, you have all this flavor and nuance, and like recently, I'm like trying to find paquettes wherever I can get them, and and different wine variations. That with with more availability of oyster and more farmer, there's also become more flavors. So where right. now you can go to a restaurant, it's not just like I'll have the oysters. You've got the option sometimes of two or even three. And I, I uh, a I guess I would first ask: Do you agree with that, or what do you think is the big driver so there of you- oysters getting so much more popular? And then I'll follow that up i think it's just the people want and are learning more about them mm-hmm. kind of like the wine like there's more wineries in the beer there's more breweries everywhere now there's mm-hmm. more restaurants there's um and it's definitely changed a lot there's some oyster bars you can go to and they have 12 different kinds of oysters yeah. you know and you're like some if you're not an oyster eater you're like i don't know like <laughs> i'll do one of each or whatever i'll do two of each um and that's the thing too. I've, I feel like almost like 60 to 70% of customers from High Roller that get oysters are like, they like oysters, but they don't know anything about them. Yeah. You know? And it's always that conversation that makes it worth it to be like, oh, this is the opportunity to teach someone and maybe they'll teach someone else, you know? And it's just like, totally. Yeah. And that's where I wanted to get to second in that thing where you can now have 12 different kinds of oysters in one place. Can you really go deep on the flavor of the oysters and where those flavors are coming come from? Because the one big thing that Noah said, like if if there's only two seed people and and a lot of places are getting seed from the same place, right? What what in the environment in which you grow them in is bringing all the different flavor introduction that could make two different oysters from two different places that come from the same seed totally different in taste? Right. So, um, just the depth of the water, the, the temperature that the oyster's in, um, the age of the oyster, um, you could have an oyster that's the same exact size as the one next to it. That's two years older, simply how it was tumbled and how it was taken care of. Yeah. And some farmers will take that waiting risk to make their oyster have a fuller flavor compared to a quick 18 month oyster that you're just trying to sell a product, you know? Um, so I've learned that starting my farm and meeting other farmers, um, a lot of farmers want to grow a big oyster, but as a buyer and seller, 
80% of the people that eat oysters want a smaller, more manageable thing to control. Like we were talking about the jumbos earlier. It's like they're cheaper because no one wants to eat them, you know. Yeah. And sometimes some farms will hit me by surprise and like 20 in the bag will be like pretty big. And I'll like be shucking them. And I'll go over to the table and be like, hey, guys, you eat this one? <laughs> and it's like a bachelor party or whatever. And they'll like make one of their friends eat one. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> It only cost me 50 cents. Yeah, it's, it's literally just um, what it's growing near. Like I said, the eelgrass is really good for the water as well. Mm -hmm. um, and that could benefit oysters and itself if they were close, kind of like collaborative. Um, but yeah, I'm very new to personally experience growing my own oysters. So I'm like, I'm learning as you are to this process of... Yeah where should I put them? When should I put them there? Um, what time of year do I have to do this instead of that? Um, how early do we tumble them? Yesterday on the boat, we're just shaking them in the bags, like whatever. <laughs> and that's a good thing for them. Cause like you could see a little bit of access shell growing and they would continue to grow long if I didn't shake didn't them Didn't do that. You know? um, and that's a whole another investment in itself. A lot of people like working on your boat is everyone does it different. Yeah. Just like everyone shucks an oyster different. Everyone yeah. plays basketball different. Um, everyone drinks beer different. <laughs> I drink beer a lot. Um, <laughs> but it's just so cool to visit different farms and see the different operations and me just starting being like, I want to do that, but I would do it slightly different than you're doing it you know so but I, I wouldn't have that if i didn't see it you know? yeah yeah um just again thinking of myself like in kind of the place mate eh, there's probably not too much of a parallel of like me being like in your shoes at that point but um your process gets so defined by the profile that you want the end result to be um so like on that point of sort of the different range of palettes and profiles mm. that like the the oysters can offer how can you kind of explain that to me because i'm definitely in that 60 to 70 percent group of like i want good oysters i don't even know what that is right. i can kind of know it when i see it but that's it yeah. i don't even really know it is it like a is sweet and brine kind of uh the the two like balancing factors so those are the most commonly used descriptors for sure um a lot of everybody has a different palate as well so like we all taste things differently mm -hmm. especially when it's a raw seafood item yeah, yeah. Um, and that makes you really like something or really hate something um so that's another thing too is like some i could give you the same oyster but that oyster could be the same oyster but it was two cages down on the yeah. line yeah and it could taste a little different mm -hmm. maybe because the current was coming in pa fast past that cage and like the other one a little more stagnant you know, than and the maybe other one. that cage was eaten better than the other one because there was less oysters in the bag um and like i said earlier shucker patty had that post um the other day it was in different seasons that same oyster will have different tastes it'll be sweet when it's really warm out and then once it gets cold it'll kind of eat a lot more and get all salty and have a bigger belly you can Getting literally see winter. it um they have gonads too this is the gonad season they'll they'll start growing you can see them it's like that's when they they want to spawn 
and then it gets too cold and some do and some don't yeah so in the hatchery how they control that is they like trick the oyster so they have them on this rack and they control the water temperature so during the season where they think or know they're about to spawn they'll trick the oyster turn the water temperature up and then they'll spawn and then they'll just collect that seed that sperm and then filter it through eggs get it to the eggs and then filter it through the algae um are oysters better or worse when they're like looking to spawn or or ready to spawn um i mean it really depends that's the cool thing about it everyone is tastes different so what do you like that's what i want to know yeah so the famous saying eat oysters in months that end in r like this is the best time of year to eat oysters is fall time because that's right now they're just going for it we got two months yeah three months four months right Oh, in a row that ended with R. It sounds right. like a great time to be. <laughs> but, and then that's kind of people are like, oh, but should we not eat them in the summertime? And I'm like, no, you can still eat them. They're still really good. They're just going to be slightly different, not in a bad or good way. It's just like they literally change to their, yeah. you know? Yeah. It would seem like they'd naturally be in kind of the balance of salt salt and sweet on that very very right. so very rudimentary a few, a few look more at words it. like smoky is a word that's what i was gonna ask uh, briny like, um murky uh what's like that earth, even mean earthy mossy dude that, um, that, that's when i start to be citrus. like fuck you then i'll say not fuck you but like who, who knows what moss tastes like <laughs> and mossy. it's like it's like that in any vegetal. in any and okay i know what a vegetable i know what veg, vegetal tastes like but it's funny it's something gets more and more Earth. like you're into something the tasting notes become more and more far away yeah. from what anyone would ever put their tongue right. on and as yeah. soon as you hit a customer with that they're like yeah. So they like it you usually know what when, you're talking when you about. throw the like gargoyle taste. <laughs> well, because people will come up and I usually have like three or four different kinds and uh-huh. like, oh, what's the difference? And I've shucked the same ones for so long. Like sometimes I'll get a new one and I'll just have to eat one real quick. Uh-huh. I'll be like, oh, it's like kissing the ocean on the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I bet people love Oh my God. I bet people fucking love Don't even that get me one. going. Oh my God. These what are, are aphrodisiacs, other, yeah, right? What are some of your other go to fucking slam dunk Oh, we shuck them, we suck them. You know, that's, that's, that's fine. Uh, that's just also how I answer my cell phone. <laughs> Shocking me, shocking. How may I help you? <laughs> Hi, um, your cat appointment was an hour ago. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so it's, I guess, on, I guess maybe from the lack of answer to the question, it seems like maybe you like a little bit of everything. Yeah, from the from um, what so you're I'm, after. Personally, I, I prefer a smaller to medium size, like sweeter, younger oyster. Mm-hmm. Um, Simply because an oyster develops like a stronger texture as it gets older. Like after three years, that's really when it starts to like bulk up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really wh- wh- when that, that's up when my life. Right, that's <laughs> when those jumbos come in hand. Where people are like, <laughs> jumbos are literally like ones that are put aside. Some people intentionally grow them for cooks or whatever. You fry them up; they're not as big. Whatever, yeah, um, right. cooked for cooked reasons. Hell yeah, yeah. Like throw some butter, some herbs, some open and less vinegar, you some know, shallots, like whatever. Boy. Um, but it's just really it, a lot of people love. I'll shout out love points for the seventh time. Like mm. they're so consistent, and um, they're my favorite oyster to shuck and eat. Simply the shell is not too brittle. 
they all look pretty much the same. Um, and that's a big factor too. People are like, oh, what's your favorite oyster? I'm like, to shuck or to eat? Like, what do you? Yeah, and if you got like, love oh, points, then it's that. both. <laughs> right. Um, Keystone Sea Farm. Um, <laughs> coming soon. It's still hard for me to fully wrap my head around like the stages of it. What is sort of your timeline for getting that up to f- whatever you'd consider full production? So 18 months usually. Mm. So like to be to have a product that I want to people to enjoy and see that I can be like this is my product like fuck yeah 18 months of the soonest um like you were talking about up to like 2 years and yeah. maybe a hair more right so like say this started 6 months ago uh-huh. so literally like a year from today even like I will have the oyster will be big enough to appreciate and be like okay this is what it is you know yeah um but that being said, that could change. The water, the temperatures could change. They yep. could grow a lot faster than I expect. They could need to be moved to the bottom or something. Um, and that's a cool thing too. We're tr- we have uh, four different LPAs, which are uh, lease personal accounts. Um, and that's basically like the equivalent of a mooring, right? Like where you can be in this. Sea. Right. So they're each four hundred square feet. Uh-huh. And they um, 20 attain one line that has 12 cages on it. So the line, I'll talk about the line. Uh, it's called a long line, which is anchored down. Um, our spots are like 10 feet deep. A couple are like 14 or 15 feet deep. Um, we are trying to apply for another spot that's like really shallow. So low tide will be like that kind of flip bag thing uh, I was talking about yeah. earlier. Cause that's a really cool grow method. Um, but it's literally the amount of seed we bought. We're just going to divvy it up in like four different ways and then grow them in four different gotcha. environments. Yeah, totally. See, just see to, what yeah. things take to. And, and maybe we figure out a process where it's like, yo, grow these ones here. And then in the wintertime, seek them over there. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. Grow, go over there, you know? Yeah. So that's really what I'm into the most is like, looking at every single one simply because I'm a shocker and I love the final product. And like I was saying earlier, we have such a, I want to say advantage. I won't even hesitate. Um, being a shucker, starting a farm. Totally. Like, there's no That's the full context. Th- I can't name another shucker that has done that. Like that's as so Sam and surprising I, to me. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. Like people like, Farmers have literally came to me and be like, hey, "Will you show me how to show me the ways?" I'm like, "Hell yeah, bro! Like, show me what you're doing, <laughs> yeah, right? Show I'll me make what you a trade, right. brother." And then they're like, "Okay, come out on the tour. Like, go take your buddies." And I'm like, "Fuck yeah, that's what it's all about." And then I started my stuff, and it's just so it's such a weird schedule too. It's like everyone goes out, like, "Oh, you're done of the day at noon." Yeah, it's like you want to go out bright and early when it's calm, you know? Uh huh. Um, we went out high tide yesterday, which was sick. It was pretty calm, but high tide, our boat's so small. It's like literally like 900 pounds, just fiberglass, flat bottom. So it's like putting it on and off the trailer, we just like push it. <laughs> <laughs> Tires don't even touch the water on the truck. <laughs> it's like, shit, that was the easiest landing. <laughs> um, Anything I just, else? I just got lost by that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, no, I did want to, when you, the supply chain side on the other side, just re- when, when you do get to selling them and giving them to restaurants, because that was, again, walking away with the, like the romanticism, that was what was really appealing to me, I think, and why I got so excited about it. Watch this, this lady go put her boat in at seven in the morning, ride around for four hours, talk to us all about it. It was done the day by noon and was literally making decisions like on the spot. She was checking in on her younger yeah. ones and was like, oh, I'm going to grab these two bags yeah. to go to X restaurant today. Right. These three bags are going to go to to Y restaurant. There was something yeah. about that freshness of like she was taking them out of the water, processing, getting them and, and literally driving over to make her rounds then to drop it off and be done the day by by three or four. What are you looking to do with the ones that you do grow? Who are you looking to share them with? So that's an awesome question because um, as shuckers, as I love talking about, um, we are – is there, a, is there a union that you guys are part of? <laughs> the Shocker Union. Um, no. Take it under advisement. Where they at? Hold me back. Um, no, but like, uh, we, I want to book a lot of events and shuck my own oysters compared to selling them yes. to restaurants. Yeah. Because one, I can make three times the money doing that. Two, I don't want to just fall into that pocket and be that guy who is trying to sell all my oysters wherever I can sell them. Yeah, it's making money and like eventually I'll have enough oysters to that's what I want to do. But right now we want to really focus on getting our product and like I said, in like 18 months when it's at its product market size, um, I want to experience it as how I like it before anybody else does. It's just in like, the relationship. A, same as that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like, I'm a perfectionist. Like I will literally like study the oyster before I put it on the ice, yeah. just to make that experience what it should be. Like people, oh, that's the best oyster I've ever had. I'm like, fuck yeah! Like that wasn't an accident, right? Oh, there wasn't any grit in it, and I'm like, there shouldn't be. Yeah, there's, <laughs> some of it. there's no, there's no shells. There's no dirt. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> And to Noah's point, from the just from the storytelling side, I am the person serving this to you. That from the very beginning, right. like every That's stage thing of too. this life, I've I'd been pay for that in. a million times over <laughs> if I had that oppor- if right. I had that choice versus either you, the farmer that I'm buying the oysters from, or you, the right. shucker. If I can mm-hmm. have them both, yeah. one fucking and stop, a hundred percent. That's being the. That's what I'm saying too about like sourcing them myself and shucking them myself like yeah i'll sell them the high roller because me and my homies will shuck them you know yeah. um i don't want to like i said fall in the back pocket of like oh i sold a bunch some farms sell out and then i try to buy from them and then they're like oh we don't have any for a few months because we sold twenty five thousand this week and i'm like sick you made a bunch <laughs> of money you. but you fucked me over <laughs> yeah and then i'm like this other guy's got a thousand for me a week. I'm gonna stay on his freaking bag, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> stay on his bag. <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's so cool seeing it from different perspectives. Like, started off shucking, obviously, and then like, high roller started. I kind of learned like the buying, seeing the farmers drop off process when I worked up uh, at the shop. Yeah, like we go on farm tours then, and I learned little things. wasn't really too much into it yet. Like, didn't. It was an idea, you know, we were talking about it, but I wasn't like officially doing that. I was like, 
my older brother's opening a restaurant. Like, I'll just go over there. I applied to High Roller to be a front of house guy, like bartender or whatever. Then I ended up getting kitchen work. So I was like, it was fun. Learned a lot. Still do it. <laughs> Still work more kitchen shifts than I do front of house. Um, but I love it. It's for the fam, you know. Everyone's cool. We're all homies. That's the coolest thing about High Roller. Yeah. Um, it's always a good time. Gotta go back after this. Actually, close up the kitchen. <laughs> my God, I joking. didn't know we were pulling you from that. My well, man. We can help no, you, and we can help you get there. No, it's fine. Um, I mean, we say we say this a lot, but this would be a. I perfect mean, I don't one. have to leave. <laughs> well, <laughs> we gotta, you're not done. You're not <laughs> off the hook yet. No, but we not are done. We are sliding our way right into the conclusion because yeah. I think it'd be a perfect thing to kind of revisit when you actually. Uh, yeah, when we're here in a year to eighteen months, yeah, and yeah, once you're that farm fucking cranking, yeah, absolutely. But this but, was just the tip of the iceberg. For yes, me. it is. But oysters aren't the only thing we talk about when you come around because I have had quite a many conversation with you about some a passion we both share, rap music, and I think we, for the most part, we're pretty similar in terms of who we like, what we like, some of the influence stuff. Enjoyed those conversations, so I think. I, this three bay on one side is going to be very easy. I'm going to, you're going to pick three rappers and you're going to tell us why. On the other side was thinking, I don't know how you would do oy- different oysters. You know what I mean? They're not really. Right. You could pick, I guess we could do the companies that you like. We, we know you like Love Point. About ex- Let's just do raw bar items. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. what I was going to do right. is raw bar items. All right. You've, uh, you laid out a little. A little Easter egg that there may be some shrimp talk coming in the future. No. Right? So let's go three ingredients of a raw bar. We'll go oysters, we'll go shrimp, and we'll go scallops. And you pair them up with three wrappers and tell us why. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> so um, Jada Kiss with the perpetual oyster bars. Oh, you know that bar. Come on. How about um, Jada having a moment oh because man. of Versus How about Jada again? being the best bar for bar rapper ever right now? He should be, he, I, Jada Kiss should be on more top five, top three lists than he's on. I, like, I would very much agree with word, that. Word for word, bar for bar, who can go against Jada right not now? Not many, not any. Right. Um, shrimp. I feel like shrimp's like a diss to a rapper. <laughs> I can think of <laughs> me and Noah had an exchange this morning, right, and I'm thinking right. of one in my head already. What was the other already. one? Though? What was the other? It's shrimp. You've got oysters. Goes right to Jada. You've got shrimp and scallops. Oh, all right. Um, all right, we'll do shrimp. Let's see. So I, I don't listen to a lot of the new rap. Man. Yeah, like for a reason. I don't think you do either, but let's pick a shrimp. I mean, there's from a that. few, you know. Um, <laughs> you let's pick, pick a shrimp. See from that. To go for <laughs> um, uh, let's get on SoundCloud and find ourselves a shrimp. <laughs> Damn, uh, who's a shrimp? Damn, Kanye West. Whoa, just kidding. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. That'd be a hot joking. take. I wouldn't hate it. That's a hot take. No, he's. Uh, we won't go there. He done too much early. You gotta <laughs> yeah. let all the past um, the new go. Shrimp, man. Who's a bad rapper? You tell me, baby. This is your three-bay. We'll go with Scallop first. I got to think about shrimp. Yeah, sure. yeah. Um, it's an important one. Scallop, I would say... I mean, it's a different It's a different lane, but... Yeah. Like, you know I'm a big Fabulous fan. Ba- don't I? Um, Matt's huge I, and this isn't even This fan. isn't even like top favorite rapper because like fab and jada are they're both oyster 
Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, then, name another two that will go against them. Um, so scallop, I want to go with Young Thugger. Ah, tell me why. Yeah, I saw Thugger live yeah. at the Cross Insurance Arena with a bunch of homies from High Roller. Like, Is Thugger different than Young Thug? Young Thug. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Young okay. Thug. And I had never seen someone with so many diamonds, man. Like, <laughs> we were like. A hundred feet away, and it's like you literally couldn't look at him because he was just like glowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the performance was crazy; it was impeccable. Um, and I, I was like a late Thugga guy too. Like I wasn't really into it because I was like, I loved it, yeah. And I love it though because like I love doing that. Um, Little shit. If you're a bar I think I said it to no to Noah. I said it to anybody who would listen to me one time. I can't like, even mock him. I can't even pretend like to. I can't. If you're a bar rat, you like lyrics and da da da. Like you're probably he's not singing. A time it's you're like gonna singing. like about it's young like thug. the equivalent yeah. almost of like the yeah. cadence of singing. Yeah, if you of. take his voice like an instrument yeah. and just listen Breaks to it musically. Ending it on a bad note for me. I, I, I love here. no, I love his his album's better than Donda though. I thought so. Yeah, I certainly thought so. But you can give Drake the shrimp. He's a shrimp. And I was. I've never been dude. a Drake fan. Like obviously Drake we has hits this. and like you like the songs, but I've never been like a personal like fuck yeah I like you Drake as a guy. I've always felt he's I love like comfortable in his own skin. A little yeah, it's bit, just it, too it gives you a little bit a of little a little. Man, take a bullet for Drake I, a thousand percent over. Oh man, just to be invited That's into thing. Owl. But it's like I, I don't even want to get into it. But like. Everyone's like, oh, he doesn't write his shit. And it's like, oh, oh, I know. I saw him in this clip I saw today that I said, man, I saw him playing basketball. I'm fucking terrible at basketball. I'm like, okay, at most sports, I fucking suck at basketball. And uh, it was him. He literally looked like me playing basketball <laughs> against some tiny true shrimp of That would have been my shrimp. It was Tory oh, Lanez. Tory Lanez. Oh, shrimp. I was going to say shrimp. Dude, so he was, shrimp. it was shrimp on shrimp. Yeah, it was shrimp. Drinking ball. Tory Lanez, even he posted uh, it. He did a shitty dribble and then An air ball. threw a huge air ball and like Kobe'd it. Tory Kobe Lanez posted it the- and then posted after. He's like, nah, for real, Drake smoked me. <laughs> like He got Tory it done with the one thing he put up. Oh, Tory Lanez posted Drake, that. Yeah, with uh, Drake airballing. Uh, it was, it was ugly. It was very yeah, ugly. Tory's an airhead. He's <laughs> he, he shot Megan Thee Stallion in the oh, leg. He's man. a shrimp, dude. He's, yeah, a shrimp. he's the shrimp. He's yeah. a shrimp. He's the shrimp. Yeah, bro. I don't even know this guy. No, he he's is more a shrimp. of a shrimp than Drake. No, for I, sure. I like I said, I defended my comment with Drake's album was yeah, it was good. Good, uh, not great. It was Drake. It was good. Is it shrimp right. quality? Uh, no, I wasn't shrimp quality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was like haddock. Haddock quality. Just sort of milk toast. Just butter sort of milk. right, down the, right down the middle. Too much buttermilk in the Ritz crackers. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Tori. Damn. Is he shrimp? I hate like his lives on Instagram where he's like smoking like four gram blunts. And yeah, like, he's... A, he's- He's got. Uh, he sounds that like a small. shrimp to me. I need to hear and you say it. And he's still Cassidy style. You saw all that. Oh yeah, that like, small and that bald. Just that, that early, flow. he's just got a big. But <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like yeah, yeah. You he's can nasty have, though. You he's can flow. You got a voice. You can bald. sing. He's that's wild his thing. and talented. He can sing. Yeah. And he just knows how to mimic flows. Yeah. But that's how rap started. Like, there's only a few rap groups in 
rappers that like have their own style. Truly, and their the only own thing. the, the best Hill ones Hill have Sugar their Hill own Hill style. Guy. You name <laughs> you know? well, that's what <laughs> right. I think. Yeah. The, you named one of them, Young Thug. I think exactly. that's the thing that he, he's his own lane. He's timeless. Right. He's, he's still here ten and years they, later I mean, you doing got, this. Like, the future, but that doesn't really make someone timeless to be in the game a decade. But this whole dec- this whole generation, everybody makes fun of. Is trying to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But there's too much technology with less actuality. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. It's all the buttons now. And that's why Young Thug has has the meme of him doing technology. (laughs) You know, it goes right down to him of him saying this is our generation. So I just got to know. I'm not really here to hear about how good people are. I'm here to know is... Troy, whatever the fuck his name is, is he officially Lanes, the shrimp? Baby. He's officially a shrimp. He's, He's the shrimp. Troy Lane's officially a shrimp. <laughs> well done. My uh, man, this is you fucking... rap like Cassidy. <laughs> Cassidy's broken in Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> He's so broken. <laughs> he came to Manchester for about 25 And I don't like Meek Mill. <laughs> <laughs> so Troy Lanes, Tory Lanes. I'm a boss. He's the Come shrimp. Shots. We like got... Me. Who is Scallop? We got um, Scallop Thugger, right? Oh, no, Young Thug. Oh, and, then, and then we got Jada's the Oyster. Jada's Jada the Oyster. I love that. That was one of my favorite Marble three Pearl Delivery, Voice of God. Bar for the bar, perpetual Oyster Bars. And it's good to see him having his moment again after all these years. Right. Thank you for taking the time to sit down with us, my man. Yeah, man. I, sir. I'm a big fan of everything that you've got going on. Me too. I've become seem, a fan today. Seems to be going the right way for you, and I can't wait to see what the fuck you're going to do with it all. Hell yeah. Yeah, baby. You guys come out on the boat. Yeah, yeah I would love to. For real, I would love, we'd love to. to. Yeah, yeah we'd love to. Let's do it. Cool. See you next time. Peace. I'm in the mood to be slow and careful. My body's ready for my